In a world where our best laid plans go astray, there are two separate but equally important groups. Those who create history with their stupidity and the shit show podcast that covers them. These are their stories. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Shit Show, and yeah, I'm joined yeah, yeah. by Paul Rig City Oscar. How are you, buddy? I'm good, mate. I told you not to use my first name. I am having a great time. <laughs> Why do I have to be the one the that's studio. got both of my actual legal names, and you just get to go by this weird Batman-esque pseudonym? Yeah. <laughs> you literally have nothing good enough uh, to, to <laughs> nickname yourself. I call you Gustav, Gustafer. Yep. I mean, All it's good. Not they're, they're all good. Are they, though? Well, I mean, they're not Rig City. But no, they're not, and they never will be. That's literally like saying, mm, just finding that not a lot of things taste as good as truffle. Well, guess what? Not much does. Rig City That's is the fucking pinnacle. <laughs> I am the truffle of names. Why, why would I try and compete with anything but Gus hyphen Gus Stevenson? <laughs> <laughs> GG. Yeah, the old GG. Anyway, welcome to Shit Show. Uh, thank you for tuning in. If it's your first time, thank you for tuning in. If it's your second to uh, uh, if it's question, your second and final time, <laughs> second to question mark time, because this is a timeless podcast and we don't reference the time of year. In case we ditch episodes, mm, we mm. are right in the in the middle of March, <laughs> and uh, let me tell you, it's it's cold outside. Yeah, but actually, it's kind of warm. Oh, I love it. Anyway. This is Shit Show, uh, the podcast where we look at when the best endeavours uh, of uh, men, uh, women, children, sometimes animals, we haven't quite gotten to those ones yet, uh, <laughs> they go completely off the rails and we follow the consequences uh, of uh, those particular train wrecks slash shit shows on this program. So uh, we are going to dive straight into it. Rig has the segments this week and then I'm going to be bringing you uh, a main course uh, of sorts, um, mm. and so Rig... Or entree if you live in America. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> a platager, <laughs> if you are French, <laughs> and... And, <laughs> and a selection of tapas, <laughs> if you are Spanish. Uh, and looking at the map of countries that have been tuning in, and thank you to the... Uh, actually, I'm surprised that we do have thousands of listeners, but uh, to the uh, the four people from France. Ah. Bonsoir, mes amis! Uh, bonsoir, je m'appelle. Rig. <laughs> anyway, we're going to dive into it. Uh, so Rig is going to start off with the train wreck trophy. This is where we jump onto Google. We put the phrase train wreck uh, in there and uh, trawl the news articles to see what uh, tidbits of uh, of catastrophe we can find for you. So what do you got this week, Rig? Mate, uh, I've I got some great ones. I'm super excited. Uh, the first one is, and I'm surprised we haven't, we haven't covered anything in this realm so far. Uh, it's in the realm of rap music. Uh, it's, 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 it's a rapper by the name of Lil Yachty. So, first off, that name is a train wreck in and of itself. It's yeah. spelled like the actual type of sailing boat. Good. Uh, and, why? And he went to a private school and <laughs> wears cravats. Why is he an aquatic sports enthusiast? Uh, is he having a stab at, at future visualisation and he wants to attain a yacht? Uh, is all of his subject matter uh, just boats? Because no, if, no, if that's not. it, that's actually just all rap. But if it's all about future visualisations and, and what he wants, uh, then my new rapping name is Young Golden Toilet. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> dro- Get ready to drop a beat on me. Drop a beat, Gus. Do it. <laughs> no, that's too fast. <laughs> we'll edit in a beat. Stop now. <laughs> 
Here's my debut track. Yo, my cheeks going cold on this toilet of gold. All scrunch, no fold. Man, look out below. Splish, splash, back of my ass. Man, I thought it was gas from the chicken madras. Mayday, the shit needs a spray. Give me some glade, industrial grade, because I straight up destroyed it. If you coming in next, you will not enjoy it. I ain't even sorry to spoil it, because that's what you get with Young Golden Toilet. Please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that that's good. Uh, but, but I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you that your flow uh, goes exactly as I would expect uh, from a an upper white middle class gent. Thank you. Uh, however, the uh, the I actual, thought it was fire emoji. The the, the, the content was fire. Yes, utter fire, straight fire. Anyway. Back to back, to, back li- to little yachty. Back to little yachty. He recently released a song with Migos called Peekaboo, uh, and in it, the following line is wrapped: "Quote, my new bitch yellow, she blow that dick like a cello." Ooh. <laughs> now you're a man with a music degree, Gus, <laughs> and common sense. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that should naturally be hilarious. But uh, for those yeah. who who don't know. <laughs> In an orchestra, a cello is a stringed instrument uh, that is played with a bow. Now, and, and, and that bow is not held in the mouth. No, it's not. Now, you'd think this was a train wreck enough, but it gets better. This probably would have gone unnoticed if not for the rapper himself jumping on the front foot and annotating his rhymes for lyrical interpretation website Genius.com. Oh, no. So when the, <laughs> no, basically no, no. You, you, you put your cursor over the yeah. lyric and it pops up with a little thing uh, of, of people all over the world just trying to interpret what the lyrics mean because obviously there's a lot of similes and metaphors. Yeah. For anyone that hasn't been on, it's, it's our. It's very funny. It's so good. Uh, so his annotation is as follows over that line. Okay, let's stop for a second. Before you come at me, I'ma let you know. I'ma blame my A&R because he listened to that song many times and he allowed me to say that. I guess for a second I thought a cello was a woodwind instrument and it is not. <laughs> <laughs> and and nobody ever said shit. No one ever nobody ever pulled pulled up a pick and said, Hey man, I don't know if you know what this is, but it ain't that. <laughs> I fucked up. I thought Squidward played the cello. He don't. <laughs> that's that's a flute. That's a flute. <laughs> I fucked up, but it do sound good. Now that's hilarious, but it gets better because he references a major character, Squidward, from the popular children's cartoon SpongeBob SquarePants. Mm-hmm. Rather than explain to you the error of his ways <laughs> again, I'll read to you the top comment in response to his annotation because it is fantastic, <laughs> and I'm sorry because it has a harmful word. Oh and, no, 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 and we're, no, <laughs> oh, no. We, can, we can bleep this out. But <laughs> I hate that. But I here it is. Nigga Squidward ain't even play the flute. That's a clarinet. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> there's an absolute ream of people pissing themselves because <laughs> Squidward does in fact famously play a clarinet. <laughs> Which is fantastic. So that's the first train wreck trophy. I love that that's the issue they found with this. Oh, it's so ridiculous. So next one is the, the UK Shadow Home Secretary, Diane Abbott. So after the recent London terror attacks, uh, recent as in recent times, 
No timing things here. Yeah, this is timeless. Yep. If Definitely you, no date markers. <laughs> yep. Uh, so in the after the recent London terror attacks, people were uh, understandably searching for answers, especially so close to the UK election. Uh, after hours of commentators and vote, voters demanding for her to speak out, uh, Shadow Home Secretary Diane Abbott, she goes on to Sky News Live. Now, if you were head of a department, any department, not just concerned with national security and you were going live on TV wouldn't you think you'd be boned up on the issues and aligned with your party stance on whatever matters may come up? Is boned up on the issues... Uh, you can have... Yeah. I, I mean, if by boned up you mean know the issues. Yeah. Absolutely. I just... I assume this might be just like some kind of weird TV reporting slang no. for just getting weird in the... Cool. So the... so let me bone you up. Okay. Uh, what That doesn't sound good. Don't What's... touch me there. No, it's fair enough. Uh, show me on the doll where he touched you. Right. So what happened uh, was the was the absolute opposite of what you would want to happen to yourself on live TV. This is still uh, boned up, isn't it? Yeah. No. Like a kid who hasn't read the book and is just winging the report, she goes out on Sky News Live and starts waffling on about nothing. So the main topic of conversation steered towards a report on London security written by expert Lord Harris, which outlined 127 recommendations to London Mayor Sadiq Khan on how to make London safer Good. in the face of terrorism. That's, that's not one too many at all. No, and it happened, and it was uh, it was uh, written in October of, of 2016. Yeah, the host of the show asked if she had read it. She says that she has, and it should be acted upon. Says that it should be acted upon. Remember, there are 127 different recommendations on this report. In oh, this report, she is about to have a world of shit dropped on her. The host then calls her bluff and asks for asks her for specifics, such as what do you think we should act on specifically? She says, "Well, we should definitely act on it." And oh, he no. says, "Yes, but which part? It is incredibly detailed and thorough." By now, the host, he's just an angler with a big fish. And you can see it in his eyes. He smiles with his hands together like Mr. Burns at one yeah. point. He's one comment away from going, name five. Yeah, it's it's seriously, it's... So he, he says, she goes, she waffles on about physical resilience. And he says, well, what about physical resilience uh, that he talks about in the inquiry? What do you think we should act on? Her response is... Yes, I think physical. Re- I think that physical resilience is important. Oh. Think about a person you know that cannot wait to get out of a shit situation, then multiply it by a thousand, <laughs> because that's what is written all over her face. <laughs> after after the interview, uh, Abbott says she won't do any more live TV until after the election because she's got to concentrate on it. Righto, mate. <laughs> she's 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 reading 127 points, so that never <laughs> happens again. Exactly. Turns out uh, she's pretty well acquainted with blunders on live TV, though, because she recently said that 10,000 police officers would be brought on over four years under a new Labor government, <sighs> and that it would cost 300,000 pounds. Meaning that the maths... Those, those figures do not line up meaning for that, one second. Meaning that if you do the maths quickly in your head, they'd be paid £30 a, a year. year. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. She's train wreck trophy number two. Oh, man. that's And that's that screams Kellyanne Conway. The, uh, uh, it's just forging ahead while... You have absolutely no facts to back it up. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's, there's so many politicians for this segment. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, geez, we've got to spread our wings. But here's, here's the third here's a third nomination for the Trainwreck Trophy for this week. His name is Kurt Eichenwald. Uh, Great name. Yeah, you may not have heard of, of Kurt, and that's cool. Not many have. He's a centrist media pundit, pundit whatever that means. 
but to us, he's simply the third nomination for the Trainwreck Trophy. Yeah, that's all we care about. Recently, he was in a Twitter fight. Uh, Twitter. F- Is there a word for that yet? Twitter fight? Twight? Um, Twibble? T- Twight? Twunch up. Twunch up. Twunch up. I don't know. Anyway, he's in this Twibble. It's a thing. Uh, yep. And in one of his posts, he takes a picture of himself holding something up in front of his computer screen. Now, nothing's weird on the screen. All right? Nothing's weird on the screen. That is until someone zooms in on one of the other tabs in his browser. No, 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 no. And no, finds no. that it's a search for B. Chuki. Now, th- you might not know what that is, uh, but a bunch of creepy listeners might. It's extremely hardcore hentai. Oh. <laughs> now, if you don't know what hentai is, dear listeners, it is full-on <laughs> Japanese anime porn. It's, and a, it's, it's like tentacle porn. And, and B. Right? Chuki is the one with the tentacles. Oh, no! So people start... That's the only one. That's the only one that you're like, I really really don't have that tab on live TV. Absolutely not. Uh, So people start ragging on him and then he proceeds to tell the Twittersphere that he and his kids wanted to prove to his wife that tentacle porn existed and that's why it was there. Oh, what? Loose defence. The old was in the middle of showing my wife tentacle (laughs) porn existed excuse. Classic Eichenwald. Yeah. He, uh, he then reminded people that, uh, uh, <laughs> that Squidworth uh, does, in fact, play the clarinet. <laughs> Squidward, yeah. Uh, as you can imagine, this guy has not heard the end of it. Uh, he's become a borderline meme, uh, and, and so he shouldn't. But at the end of the day, it'll go away. And I just want to say to him, look, dude, if you like tentacle porn, fine, okay? As long as it's not child pornography, go nuts. Yeah. Let your freak flag fly. That's all I can say. So he he's our he's our final nom- uh, nomination for the train wreck trophy for this week. So we had rapper Lil Yachty yep. uh, with his with his uh, misinformation on what's in an orchestra and what particular instruments look like. Yep. Uh, backing himself up with uh, horrific facts on children's cartoons. We had Shadow Home Secretary Diane Abbott, who had absolutely no idea what she was doing uh, on live TV after London terrorist attacks. And Kurt Eichenwald searching for tentacle porn. Who are you going to give it to? Look, it's I'm a, I'm a big fan of people ousting themselves on uh, on live TV because uh, that was one of the great joys of watching every 6.30pm uh, uh, news cutaway to the Macquarie Bank rooms, hoping that my <laughs> mate who worked there, who notoriously would look up porn at work <laughs> was going to get busted uh, and he will remain nameless. <laughs> no, I actually won't. That's probably defamation. Um, <laughs> uh, look, I'm going to have to go, go with what I know here and if if you're so dumb that you think that a cello is played with the mouth, <laughs> shit is crazy. That's what yes, that is. Yes. So we are giving it to, uh, I guess, the... the, the g- Young tugboat. <laughs> <laughs> Small Maxi is, uh, is, is cop, copping that shit flush. So good. Righto. Lil Yachty, congratulations, bud. Yeah. Won your first train wreck trophy, and I hope to God it's not the last. <laughs> anyway, that moves us over to... Uh, oh, God. Yes. Yes. The look on your face. Every, every time I look at the running order, and I'm like, great. Just nailed that segment. What's up next? It's Poo's in the News. Yes! Poo, can it be now? Poo, da, da. Uh, <laughs> That's the only bit I like about this segment. <laughs> 
Uh, we really need to rustle up that poo can it be uh, mm. Met at Work reference. We um, absolutely do. All righty. So uh, Rig is uh, going to dive into uh, poos in the news, which great, is... Great use of that phrase. Which, which is a an actual story about someone actually shitting in public. <laughs> It's the best. Uh, to my mum who said last night <laughs> at an undisclosed time and place, uh, I've heard your podcast is good. Can I listen to it? And I said, firstly, you haven't. And no, you can't. <laughs> and for good reason. We're going to just this segment. Other than that, mum, if you listen to this, just fast forward the next probably seven and a half minutes. You're probably wondering why there's a f- three minute long beep in the middle, mum. But... Uh, yeah, mum-proof podcast. We can yep. do it. The mum edit. All, All right. right. So we'll dive into poos in the news. The the article, it's 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 a local one for a change. Uh, the, the title of this wonderful article is Another Suspect Nabbed in Ashfield Poo Saga as Fight for a Public Toilet Becomes Political. Ashfield, Sydney? Ashfield, Sydney. That's right there. It's right there. They're yo, amongst us, Yo, it's so close you could touch it. <laughs> Rig and I, uh, uh, without giving too much away, uh, do hail from uh, the state of New South Wales and uh, live in the inner west. Yep. Ashfield is very close to uh, to where we, we both live. Mm-hmm. Um, and to say that... Uh, it concerns me <laughs> that this is happening in Ashfield, <laughs> considering what I've heard from Poos in the News in all of the other episodes makes me think it's time to up and move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, back to Ashfield. There's a laneway behind rows of shops on Hercules Street, mm-hmm. in the, in the, as you were saying, the inner west suburb of yep. Ashfield. I know it well. Where people are just shitting on the ground. Yeah, yeah. It's not just one person either. It's several different people. Yeah, it is It is commonly known as shit street. It, it's as though different people have walked by, taken a whiff and gone, as if it's a scented candle shop. Oh, no. Oh, look at that. Oh, people shit here. <laughs> oh. Might just go in, you know, have a look, you know, drop a deuce, you know, and then uh, see, what, see what we can do. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I don't know why more than one. It, just one person look at it and go, right, that's the green light. I'm dropping. I don't get it. Oh, I, I don't even know, man. Like, <laughs> you're just making this so visceral. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we have to do. We're, 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 in a, we're not in a visual medium oh, I, here. I know. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, look, uh, in answer to your question, is that what people do when they see a bunch of poo that yeah. they need to poo on it? I don't know because neither you or I are notorious sh- street shooters. <laughs> but, but if I was and I happen to live in the dumpling uh, <laughs> kingdom that is Ashfield, <laughs> then I guess yeah, uh, probably. I, 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 I don't know. Well, because, you know, the other day I saw this guy with some really nice boots and I was like, man, I should really get some boots. <laughs> it's not. So, I mean, it's not that far removed. parallels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making excuses. So the rest of the story is about how CCTV has nabbed two people, a cabbie and a blonde woman, literally two, like, as as diverse people as you can imagine. Why doesn't the cabbie's hair get a right to mention? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and how local residents are petitioning the council to put public toilets in Ashfield in the in the centre square. Good, if that's what it takes. Yeah. Uh, but the best part has to be the pictures. The the first is, is a tight, cropped close-up 
of a crusty mound of turd with, with, the, <laughs> oh with, with the caption, the latest offering left in the alleyway on Thursday. The latest offering? How is this press? <laughs> what? Someone squeezed out a steamer, then knelt down and said, I hope you gladly take this as a token of my gratitude <laughs> for the healthy harvest and to keep my family safe until the next equinox. Like, what the hell is that? Uh, well, th- they weren't doing this in the Temple of Doom. Oh, they were. You should watch the director's cut. It's extended. It's just literally Harrison Ford shooting outside a dumpling store in Asheville. Um, yeah, I, you know what? I take it back. I don't hate this segment. I hate the fact that there's enough fucking news about people shooting in the street that you made a segment. That's oh, no. what I hate. And, oh, no. and, and, and in the words of Darren Hinch, shame. Shame on you, Ashfield. <laughs> so... <laughs> I didn't know you thought it was over, but it's not. <laughs> oh, come another, on. another photo is another photo in this article is one of those staged tabloid photos. You know where like a local is like pointing to a poo and he's pinching his nose. <laughs> oh no! Uh, with the caption, Tim Simpson points to a different poo. He wants public toilets to be built in the Ashfield Town Centre. Oh. I love how they had to designate it a different poo. Is, There's that many. Is this the Inner West Courier? Uh, no, it's uh, it's it's <laughs> it's news.com.au. They oh. made the big time. Oh my god! They made the big time. Oh. And uh, and finally, and here's where I think the writer was really just taking the piss and were really annoyed that they had to do this feature. Uh, there's a shot of yet another poo next to a discarded trolley, with the caption, "A poo in situ." In the Ashfield alleyway. A poo in situ? Are you serious? (laughs) Just absolutely phenomenal use of a rhyming couplet. Just amazing. But uh, but that's it for for, for poos in the news this week. Uh, Oh, what a shame. The end of the segment. (laughs) You'll be happy to know that uh, we won't revisit it again until you do it next week. I am going to be plotting a way that we can somehow (laughs) add a... Uh, it, you know what? I want, I'm not even going to say highbrow because literally I could just say brow. I, we're going to add a brow to this segment. <laughs> it has it currently has no eyebrows. Um, <laughs> all right, so that uh, that takes us uh, from the uh, the absolute uh, metaphorical and literal toilet that is poos in the news uh, into everyone's favourite segment. Not just because I thought of it, but <laughs> because it's the best. You, I want to take you to a one star. I want to take you to a one-star. I want to take you to a one-star, one-star reservoir. Wow! Yes, that's yes. right. One-star reservoir. So good. One-star reservoir. Where we go around the world through the internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the budget. Uh, we don't go everywhere. We go everywhere from the comfort of our laptops. To find you the best one-star reviews from around the world. We have no budget because we spend it all on... Ajita's Veggie Deli Crisps. Please sponsor us. Anyway, so, Rig. Yeah. Your three one-star reviews commence. Right, here we go. So the first one, we're moving straight from poo... To another bodily function. Oh, no. With a review titled, Semen on Sheets, Maid Refused to Change Them. <laughs> so I, I'm going to take a wild stab at what this review is about, but mm. go on. There was fresh semen and pubic hair on my sheets. Strong so... first start. <laughs> that sentence could not be more front foot. Straight and to the point. So I immediately asked the front desk that they be changed, and the front desk said they would send someone. I had somewhere to be, so I left the room trusting this would be taken care of. I probably should have asked for a different room, as there appeared to be hairs on the end of the mattress as well. I noticed because they'd short-sheeted the bed, but I didn't as I'd already unpacked my things. 
Several hours later, I came back to the room and could tell the bed had been remade because the pillows were in a different place. But when I lifted back the sheets, they were still the same dirty set. I called the front desk again and they sent the maid, who came to my room without any sheets and yelled at me that they only changed the sheets every three days and that the sheets had been changed the day before and that she would not be changing them. Oh, what? <laughs> I told her that there was semen and pubic hair on them and she... And she, Valid. and she threw up her hands and reiterated that she would change them in two days and then walked away. <laughs> I called the front desk again and spoke with Ashley, who confirmed that three days was their policy and I could ask a manager's permission to get a new set, but that the manager was not available. I told her I shouldn't have to get a manager's permission to get clean sheets and to do what she needed to do, but those sheets were obviously dirty and needed to be changed immediately. I never did hear back from the manager, by the way. The maid came right up, so I stayed to make sure she changed the sheets. After the maid took the dirty sheets off, she went into my bathroom and slammed the door behind her. She then came out of the bathroom and came back in the room to make the bed with fresh sheets. After she left, I went in the bathroom and she had smeared semen all over my toilet seat. What? And there were pubic hairs on my personal face soap (laughs) I had set on the bathroom counter. And on the hotel soap I had already unwrapped. (laughs) Needless to say, I am never staying here again, and now that I'm safely home, I intend to contact Hyatt Corporate to discuss this obvious problem. Surely not a Hyatt. How sassy was that made? You don't want semen? Ooh, well, you got semen, bitch. <laughs> Rubbing it on all your stuff. That's a Hyatt? I, I, I had to be fixated on that point, but uh, wow. No, I know. It happens. And... and uh, to uh, the in- inevitable legal action from Hyatt. Uh, the ultimate defence to defamation is truth. This is all written on the internet, and we have done at this least enough research to read this one review. All of this is 100% verified. <laughs> right, so we move on to oh, the next fuck. one. Imagine, uh, imagine putting someone else's <laughs> semen in your hands and then smearing it on stuff. Well, she's taken it on the sheet, and she's just smeared it everywhere. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, that makes That's way more so sense ridiculous. than what I said. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't... <laughs> She didn't cup it in her hand like sand I, I and just, just mush it. I assume that she was taking this battle to the streets. A snowball of semen <laughs> in her cupped hand. It wasn't that. Uh, anyway, uh, we move on uh, to another place. It wouldn't be a one-star reservoir without a trip to the UK. Here's, here's the title. If buildings could speak, this one would be screaming, run away. <laughs> Don't be fooled by the relative cheapness and proximity to St Pancras. This is this so-called hotel is in fact some sort of large-scale psychological experiment about human suffering and gullibility. They should have known if it was close to St Pancras that it was going to be awful. <laughs> Bits of this building, banisters, door handles, etc., will literally come away in your hands, leaving you clutching a shard of sharpened wood or metal. <laughs> Probably very handy if this place was likely overrun by zombies, but otherwise just a touch concerning. The sheets on the bed look like they had enjoyed a long career in a particularly messy and degrading part of the adult film industry. (laughs) If there is an opposite to memory foam, amnesia foam, that is what the bed was made of. The bathroom door had clearly seen a bit of action. A large hole in it had been repaired, although I'm not sure that is the right word, using what appeared to be brown mud. At least we hoped it was mud. Oh, yuck. The bathroom itself resembled a dirty (laughs) dirty cupboard designed by the inventor of Tetris. Everything was jammed in at bizarre angles in, in order to make it fit. 
One would need to be a most practiced contortionist to use the sink or the shower. Brilliantly, the toilet wasn't actually fixed to the floor, like some kind of cunning booby trap for the weary contortionist defecator. (laughs) (laughs) We can never escape that segment. It just flows into this. Yeah. So I'm not going to read the title for this one. I'm just going to jump straight in. Okay, third one. I bought a bag because I'm trying to cut down on sugar. <laughs> it seems Haribo has replaced the sucrose in a typical batch of gummy bears oh, yeah. with colon shredding rage. <laughs> Just a couple of handfuls left me crying for my mummy on the bathroom floor. I am 43 years old. Heavens to Murgatroyd. <laughs> The cute little tricksters look just like their benign counterparts with the same cuddly ears, stubby arms and not too squishy, not too firm texture. The taste is the same too and that's how the little demons invade your innards. (laughs) I ate a dozen or so and then went about my day oblivious to the angry brown fire hose that they were constructing (laughs) in my my colon. The cramping started about an hour later and soon enough I was as bloated as a balloon in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. When the (laughs) rumbling... When the rumbling started, I sprinted down the hallway and made it to the bathroom just in time (laughs) for the four horsemen of the apocalypse to to stampede through my backside, laying waste to my home septic system and my will to live. After three hours of (laughs) pelvis-shaking misery, I was spongy, weak, and amazed that I had any bones left. (laughs) I I cursed Haribo with the little strength I could muster. <laughs> Avoid these bears at all cost. After all, what did your GI tract do to you? <laughs> oh, that's two from two. Oh. Very scathing reviews of Haribo gummy bears. <laughs> I would go so far as to say that uh, they they are enough to make me not want to buy. I, I would I would upgrade. Uh, the risk factor on Haribo gummy bears to sell. <laughs> so bad. And that, my friend, is the one-star oh, reservoir for wow. this week. Uh, I'm just going <laughs> to... Alrighty. Which, which, which means we, we, we come to the, the media portion uh, of tonight's cast or today's cast. You'll be oh, Those are some meaty entrees, list- though. Yeah, they are. They are some meaty entrees. And uh, the, the main course is, is coming up. And, and, Gus, you've got the shit show spotlight. If you haven't listened to our show before... Gus is going to deep dive uh, into a particular time in history where good intentions uh, did not have the intended consequences they were meant to and things have hilariously and, and sometimes horrifically come off the rails. And, and Gus, what do you have for us this week, mate? Mate, uh, we are focusing on uh, an Australian. It is a, it is a, not, not an Australian? An Australian. A, 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 Australian male. Sick bloke uh have you heard of anthony prince no okay anthony prince was born in byron bay in 1986 ripping year so so good two years away from the bicentennial (laughs) yeah that's exactly why we're into it (laughs) uh so uh he graduated high school decided to go on a gap year yeah uh, him and his him and his mate Luke Carroll go to Vail, Colorado, ski mm. town. Yep. Uh, to uh, to hang out, uh, basically just be grommets and yep. uh, and have a gap year. Uh, they start working in a, a sports store there called Peppy's. 
Um, and Sounds like a pizza place. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Uh, but effectively, they're just doing what 18-year-olds do. Yep. Trying to buy booze with young, fake IDs. Young, dumb, full of cum. Yep, totally. Yep. Snowboarding, just being total grommets. Yep. Uh, turns out that uh, they started to have red flags in uh, in this particular story because uh, they they got fixated on the fact that you can buy uh, guns from Walmart uh, and started telling their mates it's incredible. Like there's guns next to the <coughs> peanut butter and you can just yeah. wander in. Uh, so they basically buy <laughs> you can buy peanut butter and guns that's what everyone wants and you can buy peanut it, butter and guns you can buy it then you could smear it all over your shotgun yeah totally lick it off it's the Australian yeah. dream yeah um you uh, so they basically buy two paintball guns they buy one each and they go back to the share house that uh, that they're in and they start picking off passing cars uh, with their paintball guns obviously the cops get called yeah cops rock up to their uh, to their place uh, they they dress them down, give them a fine, alike, uh, as opposed to in Australia where you just go to jail uh, for having a firearm. They're, they're like, don't you kids go shooting more cars? I feel uh, like I feel like in Australia people people just let you off. They're like, hey, stop being a kid. <laughs> Get back inside. This is going to be the worst edit ever. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, so so the cops come and visit them. It's these two blokes, Luke and Anthony. We're focusing on Anthony Prince. Um, a few months later. Still working in the sports store, Anthony finds a credit card on the pavement uh, outside, and he goes into the uh, the crossroads of human emotion, where he goes, "It's a credit card that I found on the pavement. Mm. Should I do what everyone in the world does and give it back, or should I go and buy an iPod with this credit card that I just found, and then groceries, and yeah. then booze, even though I'm underage, uh, and then strippers?" Uh, uh, so, uh Cops pay him, pay him a visit, and uh, and they're like, because after they see the CCTV footage, uh, they connect it um, with um, the accounts of the store people who go, yeah, had a really thick Aussie accent, and uh, they go, we know who the fuck that is. It's old Paintball McGee from down the, down the road who's been shooting up cars with a paintball gun. Yeah. So they li- they literally go and uh, and they're like. Dude, you can't just and so he has to give all the shit that he's that he's had back. But they they let him off because he's an Aussie, and they're like, ah, paperwork. Yeah, you'd think that these are all the warning signs when the cops in a small town. I mean, Vale's not a tiny town, but no. it's still small it's, it's, enough it's a that town. two Aussies are uh, wreaking st- havoc. They're just standing out, yeah. and the local cops know them. Yeah, you'd think that. Uh, that that would be the warning signs, and they'd go, "Yeah, okay, we got to probably rein this in." Yeah. Now is the time to tell you that uh, they both bank with West Star Bank. Okay. And Anthony, in particular, would go in there three times a week uh, to deposit his pay. He'd get paid in cash, and so yeah. he was a diligent young man, and so he'd always go and put, <laughs> put it into the. You're bank. not painting that picture, but yes, go nope, on. No, nope. he uh, he was apparently fiscally responsible. Mm. Going to come back to that in a second. Uh, so, Wester, uh, you would think that if you were going to decide to rob a bank, what the bank you would rob would not be the one that you go to every two days sounding like <laughs> Crocodile Dundee <laughs> <laughs> and where everyone knows your face. Wa- walking in with your knifey, spoony chat. <laughs> totally. But these guys were lovable Aussie larrikins, uh. their own words, and so decided after they'd had a couple of beers... 
let's pluck up the courage. Time to go knock off this bank with oh their paintball guns. God. So Anthony Prince and Luke Carroll uh, walk into the <laughs> walk in the West Star Bank in 2005, and they ask they have uh, they they have balaclavas on. <laughs> they put the guns over uh, over the counter and they go, "Give us all the money." And they so go, that, that, "Right, and give the, us the money." All right, <laughs> gonna give us all that money. Give uh, us the money. So they they funnily enough, I'm not sure why we put on different accents because they are Australian. <laughs> but the two girls who are working there, yeah. the two teenage girls, flip. Yeah. lose their minds, obviously because they're in a bank that's being held up with guns. And they're teenage and girls. And they're teenage yeah. girls. Uh, so they then, from there, go open the safe. It happens to be that uh, the security truck that normally rolls through small towns and yeah. picks up the spare lots of cash yeah. uh, that they have on uh, on hand was delayed because of snow. So this bank had 150,000 US just sitting around. Right. Which these guys get handed. Right. All of a sudden, this shit is pretty real. Yeah. So what they do is uh, stuff all of the cash, 150 grand US, uh, into uh, whatever they can find, which happens to be a pillowcase, and it's just spilling over. They don't have enough room <laughs> for it. They th- What they didn't realise is that their mothers had stitched in the labels, property of Luke Carroll. <laughs> the lining. That's... Not gonna be too far from where this goes. So they oh, basically shut up. they basically take all this cash out of the bank into the alleyway next to the bank, start what? putting start putting it into their backpacks and realize that they actually there's too much cash. Yeah. There's, there's way too much cash. Yeah. So uh, they they carry as much cash as they can, which ends up being like a hundred grand. Yeah. And they just ditch a bunch of cash in in an alleyway. Yeah. This is where it's important to tell you that the alarm has obviously been sounded as soon as they leave. They were wearing their Peppy's shirts <laughs> with their name tags. Oh, no. <laughs> and not only that, but did nothing to disguise their Australian accents. Oh, my God. So, so they've been ID'd eight minutes after they've oh <laughs> robbed this bank. God. And their mode of getaway, just chuck the backpacks on our back. We're going to snowboard down. They what? literally jumped on a mountain chairlift with backpacks full of cash, took the chairlift up to the top of this mountain, and then snowboarded out the other side and to their, to their waiting car. So they drive to Denver. So they were right. in Vail. They drive to Denver. Yeah. Still in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they think that they've gotten away with it. Yeah. So they start doing what uh, no one ever has done after uh, they've, they've robbed a bank and spending stupid cash in public. Oh, uh, he, shit. Here's a couple of things that they bought. Uh, they bought uh, a $50,000 Rolex... In 50s from a jeweler. Jesus. Uh, They, uh, what else they buy? They bought two tickets to Mexico, which is just the ultimate, we definitely robbed a bank in cash. Yeah. Bought that in cash. And then the one that is just the real piece of resistance, they tipped a cabbie 20 grand. 
What? Yeah. They got in a cab to the airport and they tipped a cab driver $20,000, which if all of their other bullshit hadn't tipped the authorities <laughs> off, that is the one that really... Because, because Ahmed's walking around with 20 Gs. So, uh, so yeah. So they get, they get to the airport and this is the point at which... Uh, I'm going to show. <laughs> oh my god, this image is amazing. Uh, I'm going to show you what these blokes look like. <laughs> we're we're going to put this on the Facebook. <laughs> I'm, I'm currently showing. Oh my god! I'm currently showing rig. Two photos that were taken of Anthony and Luke at the airport McDonald's. No. Yep. They went and what, in, put on in, Facebook or something? They went into the airport McDonald's. My this space. was this was 2005. This is like pre-Facebook. MySpace. So uh, they took photos with a digital camera of them holding up veritable large cash of, uh, sums of money in their hands, making gangster faces. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna just read you uh, a a short transcript um, from Anthony Prince. Um, this is how this is how this went down. And 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 if you want to see uh, this, it was a it was an Australian story that they did um, uh, a while back. So, uh, Anthony Prince, I gave my passport to this lady, and she kind of looked at me, and it was a bit of a strange look. And she's like, yes, sir, if you could just come through this security check over here, it's just a random check. I was like, yeah, sweet, whatever. <laughs> and by the time I looked up, there was probably a 100 police that just came out of nowhere with guns drawn, screaming at us, get on the fucking floor, don't move, don't fucking move, you're under arrest, we caught you. <laughs> And you keep going. And yeah, that feeling's unlike no other for sure. Just feeling your heart just drop. Yeah, it was pretty intense. They cuffed us up, took us out the back. And as we walked out, I could see all these fax machines and computers with our faces on it. And they put us both into these holding tanks and they cuffed us to this little iron bed. And that was that all over Red Rover. That is... Did he say that? He said all over Red Rover. <laughs> it's the most Aussie. Oh, my <laughs> God. That is. And that was it. All <laughs> over Red Rover. <laughs> that was it, eh? Just all over Red Rover. You know what? Uh, I go to Byron a lot for work, and that is that, that, that account of what happened is the most Byron thing I think I've ever heard. <laughs> Uh, so, so, uh, and he also goes on to say about how um, his biggest issue when he was being uh, arrested was that as they were moving him from uh, customs to the holding cell, his pants fell down, <laughs> and he was like, "Everyone can see my butt," and I'm like, "Dude, <laughs> that's you, the least, that's the least of your problems. problems. Like, you're going to prison, and they're they're going to do a lot more than see it. Yeah, there's some <laughs> some really bad <laughs> bad stuff that's about to happen." <laughs> Anyway, so uh, so these guys are dubbed by the American media Dumb and Dumber. Uh, of uh, course. And they go to town on them. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely nail these guys. Um, to, the, to the point where uh, the, <laughs> the guys, when they're arrested at Denver uh, Airport, they had four and a half grand US stuffed in, uh, in each shoe 
and they had nine grand in a money belt. And while they were being held in a cell at the airport, they tried to flush $8,000 down the toilet. It's like they just could not have been been less good. And, and, and add to this that they had a digital camera that had photos of them looking like 50 Cent in the airport McDonald's holding a hundred grand. Anyway, so needless to say, their court, their court case, gone away. their court case does uh, tend to go in a certain direction. They both, uh, they both get uh, four and a half. Uh, actually, no. Anthony Prince gets four and a half years, and Luke uh, Carroll gets five because apparently uh, he busted up the face of one of the girls who was at the oh. uh, who was working at the bank. Uh, so yeah, I, to be fair, six months seems like not enough for adding mm. aggravated assault to that. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, so that's 2005. 2010, Anthony Prince gets out. He gets immediately deported uh, back to Australia and sells his story straight away. Yeah. So there's a Proceeds of Crime Act. But that's uh, un- isn't that only in the US, though? There's a Proceeds of Crime Act in Australia. Oh, right. And there's what's, uh, what's called, I think it's Sam's Law um, in uh, in America, which is the same thing. Yeah. Uh, he exploited it because um, he, the crime was committed in America um, and then he came back came back to Australia. So, for example, uh, that, that's changed, or to my knowledge, that's changed. Because Chappelle, Chappelle Corby, Corby can't, can't do that. Um, but just to make sure that, uh, that uh, he was able to keep the money from the book... That he wrote. What? And the multiple million dollar interviews that he did, he said that he was paying back his parents for all the money that he'd cost them in supporting him uh, throughout this ordeal. Somehow that flies. I don't know. Uh, but So he actually was allowed to keep a lot of the proceeds yep. through that loophole. Yeah. Insane. Uh, that would be a thing if uh, the book sold much. It's, right. It's called... A Beginner's Guide to Burglary. Uh. <laughs> and it, it's, uh, it's described as the first half being a, uh, a succinct narrative and the second half uh, being <laughs> bon vivants from his time in prison. <laughs> <laughs> Which is phenomenal to just think that that's, uh, that's the thing that happened. But he's talking about, and this is a guy that's been, that's been in prison, and you go, okay, has the system reformed? He was very young when the, when the crime happened. He's back in Australia. Yeah. He's free. What's he learnt? I'm going to give you one quote to give you an idea of whether uh, this guy is going to reoffend. Anthony Prince, quote, I'd never had a desire to be a member of a white supremacist gang. That's what? just the way that it went. Oh, oh my God. That's the talk of a guy who's going to rob again. Uh, that is the talk of a man who's got a life of crime in front uh, of him. Uh, Jesus. And, and quite a, and uh, to, to put it in perspective, his mate who, uh, who got caught up in it, Luke Carroll, came yeah. back to Australia, has never given an interview, has just holed up, is rebuilding his life. Yeah, uh, one day at a time, and that is what you do if you decide with a paintball gun when you're 19, <laughs> you're going to hold up the bank that you go to every day with your Aussie accent with your fucking name badge on. <laughs> so I'll tell you what, Anthony Prince, you are a shit show, sir. And, <laughs> and I'm not sure where you are, but I hope the Proceeds of Crime Act is catching up with you because that is 
an absolute train wreck. So good. Right. And that is it for the cast for another week. Thank you, mate, for, for that in-depth report uh, and the Shit Show Spotlight for this week. Guys, if you want to follow us, make sure to uh, go to our Facebook page, Shit Show. Give us a like, please. Just throw it. Please, just throw it. It Sling takes it. literally one tap of the finger. You, you, you don't have to do you the whole... Feel it. Uh, you just just do it, just do it. And and the other one is, uh, if you want to find us on iTunes and the podcast, uh, you due to uh, a series of draconian restrictions uh, slash uh, thank you humble overlords at Apple, uh, our podcast can be found by typing in uh, shit show with an exclamation mark instead of the I. So S H exclamation T S H O W into iTunes. It's literally that easy. Right, so uh, we will see you next week. Thanks so much, and uh, we'll uh, catch you up next week. See you later. See Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-